Okay, finally an Aussie film packed full of boobs, pubes, tubes, and a bit of kung fu. We're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dog I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. He was pulled out of power and he was murdered by firing squad. I'll start having pain. Three dudes in a dock. That's the one. That, that is what it's called. Okay, welcome back, gentlemen. And uh, let me tell you my new favorite word, osploitation. Mm. That was a good one. I'm glad oh, that it good. changed. Yeah, so uh, for everyone, yeah, we, we picked this one last week. So mm-hmm. um, we watched Not Quite Hollywood, the story of Ozploitation films. And yes. holy shit. This is a great one. I love uh, this doc. <laughs> it, this, this is the um, kind of um, way I live my life. If I get to see like 10 to 20 sets of boobs... I will allow visual of one large massive dong to mm. offset it. The ratio like a or like in a movie. Uh, or like- or no, yeah, just in, in my general life. <laughs> oh right. wow, like, through your day, that's crazy. On your um, way to I, work. I mean, yeah, yeah like that—that's how I I figure out if I'm having like decent time or not. Like if I get to see ten to twenty sets of boobs, but then there's one massive like penis thrown in. You're like, all right, I'm okay. I'm I'm like, yeah. but if it's like two boobs. <laughs> Mastodon, yeah, three boobs, then Mastodon. That's just too much. Yeah, the ratio seems to be off there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for those who haven't watched yet uh, and are like, "What the <laughs> fuck are they talking about?" Um, so basically, exploitation films. So like, if anyone knows exploitation films, um, kind of like um, most people are are uh, familiar with um, Robert Rodriguez, um, Quentin Tarantino. They did the Grindhouse movies. Um, those are basically exploitation films popular in the 1970s um in the 70s um australia had like a huge film industry with these uh, basically that's what most of the films coming out of australia were that kind of genre and they're yep. really yeah. popular there um and yeah, yeah which is interesting yeah so one thing christian and i were talking about just before like i wouldn't i didn't realize that mad max the first original, Mad, well, I guess all Mad Max movies, except for the newer ones, would have yeah. been lumped into that kind of genre. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. raises a weird point, though, right? Because the latest Mad Max, Fury Road, I don't know, yeah. 2017 or yep. recently. Um, it's something like that. I think it would still be an exploitation film, but people don't, they don't it doesn't feel like that anymore. See, yeah. Like I, exploitation I, films have gotten yeah, a well, bit cleaner. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard to... <clears throat> make an exploitation movie i think when you have like a bazillion dollars yeah so like yeah, exactly exploitation films are yeah. typically low budget um well something like kill bill like tarantino's kill bill that yeah. was hardcore exploitation like he took motifs directly from and he talked about this in the fair enough talk. yeah like mm. so something like that like it's polished it's clean there's technically a story um it's just like this is action violence exploitation, but yeah. you can insert that into stories. So I guess what I was saying is that it's it's become a little bit under the radar that you're exploiting things, right? That you're you're pushing the limits because it's smooth and big budget, and the budget, strangely enough, is a part of the advertising campaign. I think nowadays for movies, sure, which makes it yeah. feel more like it's an industry advertising, like. Oh, we've fucking paid Robert Downey Jr. twenty million dollars. Like, who who fucking cares? Like, is he good at his job? I I don't really care how much he gets paid because I'm not getting paid. I don't really give yeah. a shit what it means. So, it's it's a strange change to see the Mad Max franchise start as like pure raw exploitation. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Like it was <clears throat> it was crafted. It wasn't just slapped down like some of these things. But that changed. And now exploitation is a little bit more unconscious that you just accept exploitation as simply the way movies are made. Right, right. That's weird. So I, I would say, yeah, like kind of Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino have kind of turned them mainstream a little bit. I would definitely yeah. would say so. Yeah, yeah. they helped. Mm-hmm. 
like, like I know we were talking about some of Robert Rodriguez's movies, um, like Desperado, like, um, yeah, gratuitous violence. Like when there's a, a gunfight scene, like people get blown apart and stabbed <laughs> <Right>. and <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's like yeah. over the top violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to stray from this, <clears throat> this documentary, but there is a documentary like this that is like the American version of it yeah. called mm-hmm. Corman's world about this guy, Roger Corman. So like, we should definitely put that in yeah, I would definitely our fishbowl. Cause like that. you guys would love it. Like there's, stories of this guy just doing like wild ass shit and just saying that like to high executives that like no this i forget who it was but like it was a young actor that went on to be like super famous but like no this dude's fucking being in this movie and like just just doing like wild ass shit so it's a good one and like the crazy thing like well i mean like i didn't know much about uh, aussie exploitation films if i can spit that out yeah um before this um, but I wouldn't have guessed like Dennis Hopper and, um, Jamie Lee Curtis and, um, you know, all these, you know, big American, uh, stars were going over and doing that. And to think like yeah. Nicole Kidman, like that's kind of where she got her start, right? Like, GMX you know, bandits, bro. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen that? Fuck. Yeah, buddy. Why are you saying, why would you even ask <laughs> I think that? I, I was a bit of an assumption. Just I know the, the whole plot. Like it's so stupid. It's one of those movies that you're like, well, these bad guys would just kill these kids. Like this is dumb. Yeah. Guns. Guns. But somehow these bikes. kids on BMX bikes can get away with guys with guns. Bulletproof and tires and explosion proof yeah. helmets. So I think they're, I'm I, pretty sure they're like commies or Russians or something. Awesome. Yeah. I, I have an announcement to make guys. Oh, uh, this will be the last episode of three dudes in a dock. Um, we're wow. now starting an Aussie exploitation film podcast. Instead. Oh, only Aussie yeah. films. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. only I'm in, but the first one has to be BMX bandits. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah only so 1970s walkie talkies. Um, Aussie exploitation films. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm down. Like, uh, whatever that crocodile one was. Um, oh man. That was so good. Was it rogue? No, I don't think so. Oh no. He, Based it off of Rogue? There was another yeah. one called Rogue or something. He, no, Rogue's newer, I think. And he made one oh, previous. Okay. Or he, Yeah, something like that. There was a croc yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. Why wouldn't there be? <laughs> and uh, like the one that basically Hunger Games ripped off, um, Turkey Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that looks good, actually. It looks like It looks like crazy bad good. Yeah, I guess I meant like 70s yeah. dystopian good with zero budget. Yeah, like that. Weird yeah. werewolf guy. Yeah, I don't know. Where, where does that come from? <laughs> this is a prison island? Australia? Oh yeah. my God, I just got that. Mm-hmm. Weird. Huh. Um, yeah, like, and no, like to think back, like when I was in high school, I worked at a movie theater and uh, Wolf Creek came out when I was. No shit. Oh, uh, oh, maybe it didn't. What year was that? It was 2007. Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah, sorry. I was not working there. Wolf Creek. Yeah. Yeah. We would have been in school, weren't we? Yeah, maybe it was yeah. when we were in college. No, 2005. Five, okay. Yeah, so that would have been... Like do, you, like, do you remember issuing I, tickets I, for this shit? I, no, I don't... Now that I say I think I lied. and I, I wasn't working there, but I do remember when it came Jesus out. Jesus, oh, really? Come yeah. on. Huh. This didn't ring a bell for me at all. None of these movies really did really? except for Mad Max. Yeah, no, Wolf Creek, I knew for yeah. sure. Um, I didn't realize um, the guy... I think it was one of the guys in it uh, was the, one of the guys in Saw, the original Saw. Okay. Well, inter- I mean, like directing or? No, acting? like when I interviewed those those two. Uh, the Saw guys? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> Saw was uh, Australian. I did not realize that either. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are two Australians. They wrote and directed and produced it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See? I guess right? so. But like exploitation, not like, I'm not trying to like. Yeah. categorize Australian films only as those that exploit. But yeah. I mean, some of the biggest movies that we think of today as being yeah. Australian are in a way like they're clean, smoothed out exploitation films. Yeah. Like either like a sexploitation or action exploitation. Aussie yeah, they're like still making saws, aren't they? I think uh, so. Yeah. There's like well, nine of them, right? There's a show... Um, Oh, fuck, dude. I was jokingly going to say, there has to be a TV show now. Yeah, Chris Rock <laughs> is in it. What? Yeah. What? Oh is, he the, is he Sock? Because that'd be awesome. No, I think he's a cop. Spirals, it's oh, called. Jesus. What? Yeah. 
spirals. Like yes. it's like Saw's little son or something. No, I, yeah. You know, it has <laughs> a spiral on the cheek. This stupid. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it, so I'm I don't. Not I, a fan I can't of that kind of shit. No, like oh, I'm not gonna watch lines. it, but I'm just gonna say there's no way it's any good. I like I really enjoyed the first Saw. Like I, th- I thought it was good. Like it was a mind fuck, right? Like mm. yeah. If you lived in a world where you found like morally fucked up people, would you be like the Saw guy? Find that fun? Just pay them back. Uh, the only thing I, I find fun about it is like his little tricycle. Like that'd be cool to just roam around <laughs> on that thing. I, I plead the fifth on your last question. <laughs> nice. Go to Australia. Sure would kill people. That's <laughs> wicked. <laughs> um, but yeah, like some of these movies looked fucking like, especially like those comedies. Like it's kind of started off like yeah. showing the comedies before it got to like the gruesome yeah, violence, the dumb so. shit. Yeah. Um, like the one where he just go like it's the Aussie that goes to like the UK. And they portray oh. they portray London as just having dog shit all over the yeah. <laughs> That felt like Monty Python. Yeah. 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 I forget what that was like a series. Um, yeah. Like something something holds his own. He he goes um, he goes to France as well. And fuck. Pukes, yeah. pukes off the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh so, nice. Cries Ruth. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. A so, lot of funny uh, euphemisms in this. Yeah. You know, so basically um, they got an awesome sense of humor, man. I, I I agree. Like, I think, bro, you have to when you live on a fucking island where like it's hot as fuck, and every little animal will kill you. You're gonna be like, all right, we're gonna enjoy every little moment here. So because what this I want to living. So like, I know like the special effects were not the greatest. When it shows a kangaroo getting run over, do you think that was like a body of a kangaroo? Yes. Oh, for dressed? sure. Or they just for ran sure. over a kangaroo. For sure. The end of that movie was like, we definitely harmed animals in the making of this film. Because, no. including people. Because, yeah, yeah. It, it did not look stiff. Like, it looked like oh, it yeah. was freshly hit. Yeah. No, I think that that was a real body. That um, was a one take. Like, all right, we got one kangaroo. Yeah. So, I mean, we could go get more, but that might take a while. That was. I don't <laughs> think it would take a while, though. Like, I don't think so. Literally. Yeah, there's like, just other ones hanging out. They're like, we can just shoot a wild one over here. Kangaroos are like squirrels here. Dude, yeah, it's awesome yeah. that they're like aggressive as shit, though. That they just like beat people up. Well, and, and like, that's like that was what I was thinking when um, the black and white interview was going on for like the TV um, bit. They were talking yeah. about movies on TV and the rating system. And then he, this uh, television host, walks around a fenced corner, and he's like, "And you think that Australia is just full of kangaroos?" And he points and drops his hand to the grass, and there's just a full size fucking kangaroo there. Yeah. Oh man. And uh, koala bears, and he doesn't find one of those. But it's just like they're so readily available, oh. but also they're they're dangerous. Like they've got big feet and claws and shit. They'll beat yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think they actually like um like I know people uh, that live in Australia and like. I see videos all the time. It's they're like bad. they're like from me to you, away from them, and they're just filming. They're just like standing there eating. So I wouldn't <laughs> be like that far from a deer if I could, because like they could still kind of fuck you up. Yeah, but imagine if like a deer had claws and shit and could <laughs> kick you, they like an have, MMA prize fighter. They just have like, long claws insane. on their head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They got fucking spears. Well, everyone in Australia is a fucking convict, anyways. Descendants of convicts, so. That's Fearless. pretty awesome, man. Like that's it that's was cool. a big deal. I wonder at what point when Britain was like, nah, let's just throw our criminals there. And then we're like I know the exact oh, we, year. <laughs> we fucked up. January because 1788. Th- this seems cool. Well they, yeah, because they after they had their whole little mishap in America, they're like, We fi- we need to find a new place. Yeah, like James Cook, I think, was there in 1770, mapped the eastern and southern shore, and then yeah. came back. And in 1788, they had, I think it was called the first settlement, or like the first ships. That had um, to have been fucking wild. Yeah, they sent down, I think, over the next 10 years. Um, oh, no, it was less than 100 years. Uh, 88 to 68. Uh, 161,000 convicts. Jesus. To settle Australia crazy so it, it's strange because i was saying to tyler that this this doc deals with like a super specific chunk of time like 70 to 96 maybe 2004 yeah like 25 30 years yeah like not a long time really like for the history of a country for the history of an industry especially yeah. one based on like electrical technology it's not a ton of time a lot happened um cycles and whatnot anyways 
Um, Australia has like a really rich cinema background in, I think it was 1908. There was a movie that came out there. It was the first full feature length narrative film in the world. And it was called the story of the Kelly gang. Oh, I feel like I've heard of this movie. Ned Ned Kelly. Ned Kelly. Exactly. So like a bushcraft, uh, not bushcraft. What are these guys called? Bush Rangers. I think, yeah, uh, yeah, Bush Ranger. Um, Bush Ranger, by definition, is an escaped Australian convict living outside of the law in the bush. Oh, that would Rangering. Been, that so that was this the story of fucking Ned Kelly Ned and Kelly. his gang. But that he was, was, like, he was like the Jesse James of. Uh, he's an Australian Jesse yeah. James. Yeah. Precisely. Dude, was he alive when they made the movie? Or like he would have been uh, dead? I think, I think he would have been dead. Yeah, oh. he was in like 1860. The movie came out in 1908. Um, oh, okay. But like, so Australia being a fucking weird rock in the south of the earth with really mm-hmm. no like strong trade routes, not ones for like making feature length fucking films and with a population descendant literally from criminals, not trying to like bash Australia. And this is also a broad stroke, but they come up with the first feature length narrative film ever in the world. That's pretty incredible. And then in like the 1910s to 12s, because that movie, the story of the Kelly gang got so popular in Australia, like 90 movies were made about bush rangering, like some crazy shit in three years. A yeah. lot of fucking movies were made in Australia, mostly local and private, but a ton yeah, of even Hollywood at that time. Like there were dudes that would make like, five or six movies a year. Right. Yeah. So there's directors that just got like so insanely good at their craft. Yeah. So I think that happened in Australia too. Like, Oh, they- absolutely. And also thinking about that, like they're just making shit in Australia and they'd be like, listen guys, the world doesn't give a fuck about us. So yeah. like, we'll just do whatever we want and then fuck it. Let's yeah. just fucking do it. Like they do it for themselves. Their population is kind of small enough that it's self subsistent and it kind of has to be. Yeah. So um, in 19, uh, I think it was 10, uh, the Australian government by this time, I think, had like an arts board or even like a a purposeful educational film board. And they banned Bushranger films, which was like banning Wild West films in the States because it perpetuated the idea that Australians can still do this because it, it pushed real criminality and historical criminality that this is okay. This is cool. It's like, I don't know, like shitty rap videos today where like you create this image that you could never maintain in real life, but you're going to try and you're going to fucking degrade society by doing so. It's strange to think of Australia in that sense. Cause like those were essentially exploitation films again. And they were some of the first feature length movies ever made in Uh Australia like a place with a vacuum of industry. And then weirdly enough, uh, like standardization of the industry came around. Production was standardized films and uh, like studios were all set to be the same for the sake of pumping shit out. And they became essentially a film cartel stopping local makers for like 10 years. The ban was lifted, but then the film industry had died. And that made way for America to bring in their films, strike up exclusive deals with Australian theater companies. And then American film took over and it was just another avenue for them to create Hollywood as we knew it in like 40s and 50s, even like early 60s. Huge. Like you can't beat Hollywood. Movies were only made there. Other movies were like weird avant-garde. You'll never see them in other countries you'll see American movies in every country. And then like this weird cyclical nature of Aussies becoming aware of this vacuum of culture boomed their own culture and local filmmakers started the new wave of Australian film. And they didn't really know what to do. They were just, it wasn't, it wasn't about being good. You just did stuff. Like you just put on film. I just want to make shit. I just want to make movies because no one's doing it. It's an empty market. We're going to love it. And we're just going to have fun. If they're good, that's an accident. 
That's where you get like great creativity of just like an open market because like the government just single handedly destroyed creativity. Yeah. With that move of standardizing everything. Yeah, like they they try and push to make money, and in fact, they actually destroy their own local economy in that industry. And then it's just, it's gone for a little while. But like to think about this, where this movie begins, how it got to that point, super weird. Like Australia is a strange, like forerunner in terms of world cinema. It's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. This dog picks up in a in a cool way too. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I was saying to Tyler, the first my first note that I took for this whole documentary, and it was immediate, was uh, crunchy hamburgers? Question mark. What the fuck is a crunchy hamburger? You didn't catch that either, Mitch. Um, in the no. beginning, this dog I... starts with like a, a drive-in narration commercial, where it's like an intermission commercial before the movie starts at a drive-in. And the, mm-hmm. the guys on the, the the screen, he's like, why don't you try our state-of-the-art canteen and get yourself a hot, crunchy hamburger or a mega hot dog? And I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck is a crunchy hot dog? I, a crunchy hamburger, you mean? Yeah, a crunchy hamburger. I was like, what the fuck <laughs> It'd be is awesome. He's like, what the fuck is a mega hot dog? <laughs> what is a mega Isn't hot dog? Isn't that just a sausage? <laughs> well, so I was confused about the pseudo catchphrase for this movie too. the um, uh, back when movies were boobs to pubes, tubes, and a bit of Kung Fu. I was like, wait, boobs. Okay. Boobs, pubes makes perfect sense. Tubes. It's gotta be dicks. I think so. It's not, it's beer. Uh, Tubes is beers. Tubes are beers in Australia. Uh, So like crack a tube. It doesn't mean to jerk off. Believe it or not. It means drink a beer. So a like, pool. right, exactly. And I was like, so like, boobs, pubes, a bit of beer and I, crack a Kung Fu or some shit. A bit of Kung Fu. A bit of Kung Fu. I, I'm going to use, makes more sense. I'm going to use that everywhere. Crack yeah. a tube. Yeah. I'm going to say, Hey, <laughs> want, want a tube? Everyone's yeah. going to like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get your yogurt out of Of all place. the places that the English language has spread its wonderful wings around the world, Australians really took it of like, we're just going to bastardize this motherfucker and have slang for like everything. I feel like they talk slang in like court. Yeah. Like the judge would be like, all right, mate. And you're like, whoa, dude, you're a judge. Like, can you, are you, (laughs) I don't trust this judge. Yeah. And I don't know if they're like British judges where they wear like the sweet white, white fake hair. I don't know. That'd be awesome. That has, that happens still, right? Like British, Canadian, yeah, Canadian High Court, they wear the stupid fake fucking wig. Right. I don't which get is it. from syphilis, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, why why hang on to a vestige that, like, you're completely cognizant of the history of? Yeah. Why? why? <laughs> I don't this is from it. when dudes just put their dick in everything and got all fucked up. It looks so that's pretty. Fun. Yeah, no, that's probably it. Prestige. Yeah. Um, True. So one thing I was saying to Christian beforehand... I could probably sit here and listen to Quentin Tarantino talk about film all day, every day. Dude, his Joe Rogan interview is great. Yeah. Like, just how... Yeah. Like... And any interview that he does, yeah. Most people would watch these Aussie films and be like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And he's like, no, no, like, like people think this is terrible. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, and he's going, like, picking out all these, like, pieces and like, oh, no, no, this one, this one's great. This one, I saw this one this time. I saw this one, this place, and he knows all this. Like, mm. he's a fucking brilliant film man. Like, not even just like for making films, but like hit film history. Yeah. I feel like he's he's one of those people. Like, just I don't want to call him an idiot savant, but he's like he's like a <laughs> savant. Like, he, yeah. he oh absolutely, re- he can recall films and like you know when he saw them, what it made him feel. Um, where I think like a lot of it, or I would say most of us take that kind of stuff for granted, right? Yeah. I mean, like, this is clearly something that, like, he... Oh, for sure. He revolves his life around this. Like, yeah. his life hinges on film. That's why it's awesome to see of, like, that guy is, like, a true fucking master at his craft of just, like, man. There's, like, I could get with someone's, like, I don't like his movies, but to be, like, his movies are terrible or, like, they're fucking the worst thing ever is, like, mm-hmm. yo, no. 
The only you're, one that was was so Once wrong. Upon a Time in America. It was just boring. What? Yeah. I, I didn't really get Jackie Brown. And then they just walk around the mall, but <laughs> I need to watch it again. Once Upon a Time in America was just boring until the last 20 minutes. And then I was like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. Mm. You didn't like the shot with the feet for like 45 minutes? What? In the dashboard? Yeah. There's a scene when like yeah. Brad Pitt bring, or picks up one of the Manson girls and like her feet are like pretty much like that <laughs> in the shot. So people were just like ripping on Tarantino to be like, oh, wow, he's really into feet. Yeah, no, it was just it was just really long and boring for what it actually was. The last 20 minutes or last half an hour, like utterly fantastic, though. Like, yeah, some, when some the flamethrower comes out, I'm just the, like, fuck yeah. Some of the best. I was like that with Django, but Django is awesome. But Yo. the last 20 minutes, I yeah. was by myself jumping up and down, yelling yeah. in yeah. my room. Django front to back is is unreal yeah did he so he did django right yep that was yeah his. yeah watch jackie brown again it is weird but yeah watch it again it's pretty interesting okay. yeah i think tarantino um he hides the exploitation behind style mm-hmm. and exploitation for him isn't style it's structure right mm-hmm. so like um i guess uh, a basic one pulp fiction Generally, that movie's boring as fuck, but there are moments where mm-hmm. crazy shit, like outrageous shit happens, and that's what you wait for. Because he was saying that, um, what was that last movie that he was talking about with like the real life female human uh, hood ornament? What movie oh, was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I wish that I could remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, um, that movie's, like, strange, and you're like, oh, fucking here we go again. Like, just assholes roaming the country, beating down a woman, trying to, like, break into her house and yeah. steal her. And then, like, so that all, strangely enough, is normal. And then the very end is where it just gets fucking zany. Like, in a single sequence, it's zany that, like, she gets strapped to the hood of this, like, monster truck. Not, like big truck but like the truck is made up to be like monstrous and gnarly yeah she gets strapped to the hood of it and just gets like driven around the outback for 10 minutes and you're like what the fuck is going on yeah who thinks of this shit and it just it throws the whole movie into a weird spiral it changes the rest of it and it satisfies you at the end like the last 10 minutes make up for the previous hour and 20 yeah but like apparently that happens in once upon a time in hollywood and Jackie Brown, Django. You've never seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, that that's a fair point. That seems to be the case though, like with these strange exploitation films. Yeah. This is obviously not an Ozploitation film, but uh, David Cronenberg, Canadian by the mm-hmm. way, didn't realize um, his kind of shit. Like his movies are weird and kind of strange and alien like yeah and then the last 20 minutes the whole fucking film just melts away into some fucking insane mutation fest and it just gets disgusting most of the time like rick and morty coined it like you cronenberged everything yeah just you fucked it right up it's all gross now but it's that it's that build up of tension and then you release it but you release it with a twist and it just it's so fucking strange. It makes your eyes cross. Right, right. That's um, got to be awesome to do that. Mm-hmm. Like to have that in your mind, knowing when you're making the film, you're like, ah, da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it just oh, gets crazy. Yeah. Like we got the audience and then just boop. Yeah. Um, so another thing Christian and I were talking about, like how I found it weird that, you know, it, I think they talked about it, how um, American actors were coming over and stealing the jobs of uh, Australian actors in these mm-hmm. films. But like, there were some big name actors like Dennis Hopper, who apparently is a great a asshole. Yeah. It sounds like, <laughs> sounds or, like fun or just like a crazy method actor. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, uh, what's the guy? Stacy Keach. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Like uh, came coming over and, and doing these movies. Um, but yeah, like then again, like we've never really heard of these and i guess possibly because they're before our time uh most of these movies yeah yeah, it's true Um, but like road games road games seems kind of like a fun one that's the um 
Fuck, you just said her name. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yes. and Stacey Keach. Stacey Keach. That's yeah. um, that seems like a fun movie. It so, seems like people have riffed off it a lot. So that's one that the guy who made uh, Wolf Creek was kind of saying, like, it's kind of like how, what he based Wolf Creek on. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this crazy guy is, uh, like, hunting down these kids, like, on the Outback Highway. Yeah. But, I've always... I'm, this is completely off topic, except for the word Outback, but the... <laughs> the transportation system in Australia seems really cool. They shoot stuff across the country, but on road trains, mm-hmm. it's just a semi truck outfitted to the nuts, but it's got yeah. like seven or eight or nine semi trailers behind it. And it, it is a road train of semi trailers. We see this in Canada now. It's pretty fucking new. Like the last 10 years, maybe, maybe 15 double trailers, like two yeah. fifty-three footers connected on main highways Mm-hmm. But like nine, nine trailers. I want yeah. to see a doc about a guy who ri- like rips nine trailers across the Australian outback. Yeah, that seems dude. Like I could watch trailers a fucking house. feature on just him backing up. Right? Because how would the fuck would you even do that? Beats me. I don't know, but it seems like a really cool fucking story. That's crazy. Yeah. Another. Those thing- dudes are probably like methed out of their mind. Just fucking stay awake. Yeah. Yeah. Another realization I had uh, from this documentary. Did throw another shrimp on the Barbie like come out of this? Like the the indigenous the indigenous guy, um, uh, I don't know what movie he was in or or what his name was, but uh, says it. Yeah, I remember the part in the dog. Yeah. But I don't remember what movie it was from. No, it, I feel like it was near the end. But, um, yeah, so like he comes out and says, "Throw another shrimp on the Barbie." Yeah, like <laughs> is that where that like did, isn't that offensive? <laughs> did did Ozploitation uh, films like come up with that line? Because that's fantastic. That, that's offensive to say now, is it? No, I would yeah. assume it would be though. Cause, Why? Like, Why? No, oh, because like you're putting on their accent, you're making a joke about their culture. I don't know. It's like Dingo ate your baby kind of shit. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think Dude, they're white. You can make yeah. fun of them. I don't think Australians. <laughs> uh, Get offended? No, I don't think yeah. so either. Yeah. Unless you talk about Jesus. We don't Jesus even have shrimp here, mate. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um, the fuck are those? But yeah, like maybe I, I, I want to go through and watch like all the movies they listed. I really wanted to before we recorded here. I watched this and then I was like, oh, fuck. they profile a lot of movies, though, don't they? Yeah, they yes. Do. But like, just oh. to to get a sense of this, like to pick. Three movies, one from the beginning of the film that they talk about, middle and then end, like Wolf Creek, Turkey Well, maybe Shoot, one day when this is financially viable, we will have time to just research all day. Mm, yeah, true. So that would be fun. I pretty much have time to do that now. Shoot for the stars. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> well, at least someone's taking all the money. <laughs> so here, here's a few that we have to watch. So Road Game, we uh, yeah. we mentioned we want Jamie Lee Curtis. Patrick. And that's the one with the truck where they're chasing the kids? Yeah. Well, no. Okay. Wolf Creek. Is, oh, okay. Is that. Um, okay. Patrick is where the guy was in the uh, um, coma, uh, coma yeah. and he was like telepathically controlling people. Mm. Whoa. And he just stares like his eyes are open the whole time. Yeah. So That's not creepy at all. Tarantino mentioned that he wanted like, because at the start of Kill Bill, Uma Thurman's in a coma. And he's yep. like, he wrote it that she had her eyes open. She's like, I'm not fucking doing that. He's like, what? Why not? Like, that's really creepy. She's like, but that's not real. Like that, that doesn't happen. You don't have your eyes open when you're in a coma. He's like, yeah, but that's not the point. Your eyeballs will be fucking dried out cremini mushrooms. That's what she said no to, but she was cool with the stupid, the one punch, the one inch punch thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this is realistic. I'm like, oh, okay. And then uh, there's Razorback. That was one of the, like the massive... Um, Razorback uh, pig, yeah. right? Whoa! Um, the man from Hong Kong. Uh, that kind of that, that almost looked kind of good. No, we should probably yeah. watch that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. I'm sure there's some great scenes in that. Uh, it has George Lazenby. Oh, neat. Former Bond. So yeah, yeah. wasn't yeah. he like kind of a comedian? Um, I don't know. No, I, uh, I think he was just like a like a nobody. And then they, they saw him and like. Do you want to act? He's like, well, I never thought about it. And uh, who could be James Bond? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Oh, all right. Like, he's the only Bond not from the UK or yeah, like Scotland, uh, mm. Ireland, uh, uh, Great Britain. Mm. 
So he's the only Australian Bond. But like the the Asian guy in that movie that played like the the main character, the man from Hong Kong, reportedly like an asshole. He sounded like a, yeah. like a real jerk. That was surprising. Yeah. Hmm. I don't understand that. that Weird. Long Weekend. That one... Uh, that one looks kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, I want to watch Long Weekend. Where, where the uh, nature just starts taking over to these two asshole uh, campers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that That's was funny cool how they, um, they mentioned that they didn't really think that it was going to fly and it didn't really fly because Australians didn't want to see themselves like that. Yeah. Because whether it's true or not, I have no idea, but that wouldn't feel very good. I don't know. What, what American movie is its counterpart? Uh, the, the Happening? <laughs> maybe, yeah. No. Yeah, no. No. Um, American History X? Yeah, maybe. No, that'll just hype them up. <laughs> Strangely, I think that's true. <laughs> God damn. And then uh, there's The Survivor. The survivor. Yeah. Do you remember that one? He, he no. uh, it was a plane crash and the, uh, oh, the pilot yeah. was the only one that survived or something like that. Right. And he was tormented by like strange hallucinations and yeah. phantasms. Yeah. They, right. oh. He was resurrected or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds and, crazy. Yeah. yeah. The first Australian film, I think, to uh, go over a million dollars in budget. That was yeah. that one. That's uh, cool. I also want to see the Dennis Hopper one, Mad Mad Dog Morgan. That does look crazy. Yeah. That was a real guy, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then the other ones, that I, don't, I, I remember Next of Kin. That was kind of like uh, they um, compared to The Shining. It was oh. set in like a hotel or an apartment building. Right. Yeah. That looked a little bit too close. Yeah. To The Shining. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's the same thing, but different story. There's no way it's as good as a Kubrick movie. No. So we should still check it out and just rip it to shreds. I don't remember Chain Reaction, Frog Dreaming, or Howling 3. I don't remember no. those ones. What about the first two Howlings? I do, it's not listed here. <laughs> Shit. Too um, small a budget. Too big a budget? Yeah, we could only make the third one. Yeah, <laughs> they skip right to the third one. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Okay, so he... Uh, I mean, this list is way too. <laughs> this list is way too long, but it uh, it lists all the movies that were featured in it. So th- those comedy ones where uh, um, the guy goes to uh, uh, England, England, I think in was France. Um, walkabout, maybe no. The Adventures of Barry McKenzie. Yeah, that's yeah. The oh one. yeah, Old Barry, Barry McKenzie. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the one. They looked. Oh yeah, and then then Barry McKenzie holds his own. Yeah, yeah. Um, Age of Consent was like the the first um, a comedy that they showed. Yeah, that's probably going to be an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, it's this, uh, there's uh, tons of them here. This doc felt like an Ozploitation film itself. It was really fast paced. You didn't really get a lot of time to sit with any details. It just like it slammed one into you and you're like, holy fuck, I can't fucking believe what I'm watching. Like right out of Tarantino's mouth. You're like, you sit there and you're like, what the fuck is going on right now? And I, I feel like that's what this doc made me feel. I, I, I loved it. I was enthralled, but I just, I couldn't. It's a cool way. It's a cool like editing style and like production style because the story is like wild. So the like, Mm -hmm. that's whoever had that idea and did it like, that's cool. Like it itself is an exploitation film. Yeah. 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 I, I would agree. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I will say another one that really caught my eye and made me think, but I, I wish that it existed in a different way was the, uh, death, death at the drive-in or drive-in dead, death. dead end drive-in dead end drive-in. That's the one that mm-hmm. one got kind of weird when they revealed that this was, uh, a prison space made for crazy fucking people who are unable to leave their cars, sex and violence. Uh, and they have to be like semi sedated with continually playing exploitation films, like raucous violence, like gratuitous sex. And that like, that's consciousness of the industry. Like they knew what they were doing then at that point, I think, at the beginning, I would hedge a bet that they sort of knew what they were doing, but it was 
like kind of like I said before, it was more about just getting out there and putting something down on film. And if it's good, whatever. They didn't even think about in terms of good or bad. Yeah. They just thought about like, can we do what we're imagining? And if we can't, how can we get close? And that's it. They just, they go mm. for it. They're not self-conscious or even self-aware, not self-conscious in like a self-esteem kind of way. Um, but they like, they weren't, they weren't knowledgeable of what they were doing. They had no awareness of that. These were bad movies. And if they did, they didn't care. It was like a flashing thought, but then <clears throat> dead end drive-in comes out and they're like, well, <laughs> let's like flip the coin around, do an exploitation film about the structure of exploitation films. Like it was like a movie within a movie. It was a movie that was aware of itself. It, it was a strange like closed loop. And I thought that that was weird that the industry became aware of itself and then it tried to produce itself. It was right. no longer an accident. It's like a kid who is cool because he does what he does and then everyone's just like, wow, you're so cool. You do this and you do that. And then he tries to do that stuff. And now mm -hmm. he's not like very cool anymore. Well, that's Hollywood, buddy. Oh, exactly. And <laughs> it's like, that's what got strange about this. And now well, when you get like a million dollars in play for movies, yeah. then you're going to have people that are going to yeah. start having opinions that are like, why the fuck do you have an opinion? Exactly. Like, oh well, yeah, like, you're the money. Because now it's not about getting out there and doing good work for fun because you love it. Now it's about yeah. making a million dollars. Yeah. No. It just, it changes your heart, but it's, it was a strange sequence, like uh, looking at all these films and it doesn't end there, which is what I meant by that. It's a, it's an unfortunate place for it to sit, not at the end of the movie as like this culmination of meta analysis. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, that was a neat one. So one uh, um, thing that I, I I really kind of kind of grasped onto when Quentin Tarantino was talking. Australians know how to shoot cars. Mm. <laughs> like a lot of their movies involve car chases, yeah, um, car things, and like Australia is kind of like America in the sense that you know, like drive-in movies are very popular, um, drive-in theaters, and cars uh, is a big part of their culture. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like the fact that they're movies like feature cars and uh, make cars look really cool uh, as a character in the the film mm -hmm. was really interesting and as then, a character that's a good way to put it and then going back to mad mad max um mad max is all about cars like mm -hmm. yeah um, so <laughs> this is, it's just an australian's version of like a futuristic like nuked out world of like yeah. oh man we're gonna get to be able to drive our cars everywhere yeah <laughs> be so much, we're gonna put cool spikes on them and it'll be so cool and then kind of on the other side of that is like the stunts like mm. so many people got hurt doing these uh these stunts oh, yeah, were, just throwing people they, out there they were talking about uh you know in in car scenes like when a car gets crashed like the main actor might be in that car and they just, like, <laughs> let's just crash. I'm like, they're just ruining yeah. these cars. Right. Um, I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't think about stunt actors. Um, <laughs> I, it's strange propaganda. And I think it comes from Hollywood, but guys like Tom Cruise are like, Oh, I, I do my own stunts. And like once in a while you hear about like Chuck Norris, he does all of his own like martial stunts. You'd be like, Oh, right. Well, I guess like somehow you believe it. And like, this is, this is propaganda at work that actors, of course they do their own stunts. This is changing now because somehow stunt people are dying like fast. But well, when you point a fucking gun at them, that usually happens. Right. I was thinking about that. I wasn't Alec, even a stunt person. Was Alec Baldwin doing an exploitation film and we didn't know? Did he even yeah. know? I don't know. All right, mate. Listen here. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, there are a lot of actors who do their own stunts. Exactly, yeah. but I guarantee you. Bro, there what are about more who the don't. fucking oh, greatest sure. man alive? Chuck Norris, Jackie Chan. No. Oh, Jackie Timothy Chan. Cruz. What? He like hangs from like helicopters with like a pinky and prays to Zenu. Yeah. No, Zenu's the bad guy. I don't think he prays to Zenu. Oh, Tom. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Oh, Timmy right. Cruz. Timmy. So, <laughs> if, if you've ever if you've ever watched like a Jackie Chan movie, like 
That's true. Yeah. Every single one at the end of uh, like during the credits, it shows all like the the bloopers, right? From, yeah. Like even Rush Hour, like his newer movies. Yeah. It shows like everything he does. Like, there's some videos where like he falls like three stories like mm-hmm. through stuff, <laughs> and you're like, how the fuck like is he still <laughs> around? Oh, uh, we stuff? just killed him. Are you okay, Jack? Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm good. True. But yeah. the the stunt actor that it it kind of mentions and they talk to him in this movie. Mm. Like that guy is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. That guy, yeah, like fearless. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and he's still like, alive. It's not like he was a a real pro either. He was just no. willing to do it. Yeah. So like, you always uh, got to have one of those guys on your team. Yeah, like but, he's like there was no stunt industry back then. It was just people in the middle of the stunts, and like, they de facto yeah. became. I uh, you do the stunt, and then you're like, "Oh, that's cool that we could do that." I didn't know that no one would get hurt. I that's looked, fun. I looked him up, and yeah, like he's still alive. Fuck. He's like eighty something now, but like, well, like still alive. Like, imagine just talking shit with that guy. The like, da- oh man, the, the amount of dangerous shit that he's put himself in, mm-hmm. and he can still walk around and be like, "Yep, I'm here." Like yeah. that's a badass motherfucker. We should have got an interview with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Even though we might not be able to understand what he's saying. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he's so, uh, he mumbles everything now just because he's taking <laughs> so many hits to the head. It looks like his eyes were closed. The whole interview. Yeah. Yeah, the whole film. That's alcohol, looked buddy. Like he was asleep. <laughs> That's Foster's. Or, yeah, Foster's. Yeah. Foster's and concussions, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's neat to see how cars play a role in the, like, the culture of film centers like Australia, America, Canada, the UK. I don't really yeah. care about emails. Um, I looked up cause I thought it was going to be more analytical this whole doc. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to get some like interesting data on cinema in each of the countries that it pertains to yeah. the States, Australia. And of course for us, Canada, um, it doesn't at all. This information does not pertain, but it's interesting. So here we go. Screens. Oh, here we go. <laughs> right. The rant continues. Um, the number of screens in Australia as of 2017. Uh, screens as like movie theater. Movie like, screens. Yeah. yeah. Like places. Silva. Movie. Uh, take a guess. A thousand. I'm going to say 2,500. 2,210. Oh, Damn, Tyler, you won. Pr- no, price is right rules. Closest yeah, you going went over. with your <laughs> oh, went over? over. I went over. Oh, wow. I don't know math, oh, yeah. so I'm not on Prices Right. I've never seen the show. In Canada. Shut the fuck. Wait. You've never seen Prices Right? Let's just speed bump that. Yep. Never seen it. Oh, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Are you actually are... like 15 years old? Like, I'm so confused right now. Let's fire Christian after this. Yeah, bro. After this. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm out here. I'm out now. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, for a population of 26 million, that's like 11,000 people per screen. So like one screen every small town. I think a small town in Australia is like eight people, but whatever. Number of screens in Canada. Guess how many? Oh, like 40, six. 4,650. 40, 4,650? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, Mitch, do you want to hedge a bet or? No, I jokingly said six. Oh, six. Close. No. 3,114. Still one, though. For Price a population of uh, 38 million. Yeah. Next one, I'm guessing a dollar. This year. <laughs> um, so that puts it at about, I think, um, 14,000 people per screen, which is kind of strange. Um, we have the lowest number of screens of these three. Uh, number of screens in the U.S. 50,000. 100,000. 40,000. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm always right around it, just over. Pretty close. 40,393 for a population of 331 million, which puts that about 10,000, no, sorry, 8,000 people per screen. Yeah. Which is a lot. So, like, the, the industry pushes the culture because movies in the States are fucking huge. Movies yeah. in Australia, I think, are pretty important to them. Movies in Canada, uh, I would I, say. I would you say think, it's very important. You think yeah. movies more in Canada so are now. important? Yeah. I would say more yeah. so now. Music in Canada has always been top-notch for Canadians. It's been like 
bottom of the barrel. I think music has been more important than film. You think? In Canada. I would just, like, looking at it in my mind's eye of Canada. From the nook of the north. That's a Canadian doc. That's true. One of the first documentaries ever, though, also Australian. Strangely enough. I don't know why. God damn. Are you a fucking Australian now? I wish. Yeah, man. Dude, next podcast, can you have an Australian accent? I would, if someone can... If someone came up to me and said, I will give you X amount of dollars to move to Australia right now, I'd be like, okay, yeah. Bro, I'll tell you, I'll just give you a word of advice. Just get to Australia and then go to New Zealand. I've heard that advice before. Live in uh, New South Wales. Yeah. Really? Yeah. New Guinea, bro. Become friends with those cool little pygmy guys. New South Wales is like. That'd be fun. It looks like the most beautiful part of Australia. Potentially it is, but I will say when we were talking about that Bush Ranger ban on films, that ban held the longest in New South Wales. Yeah. So like they're the most conservative. So good luck. They're still that's like okay. super okay. conservative there. No, like hard religious nutters. Like it's, yeah. I think a strange They're going to call you a heathen, Tyler, because you okay. accept 20 pairs of tits and a large penis in your life. They're not gonna like that's gonna that equation. Your fucking resume. You're like, also, it's listed. This is- it's listed on my passport. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. We, you could have got in here, but what's this one dick thing? That's no good. <laughs> so I have a question before migrating. Yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna ask us a question. Sorry, I, I got confused. Yeah. No, I thought, well, you're, I thought you're actually going to ask a question. What's the, the question what is the tit to dick ratio? Yeah, the question is why isn't it twenty three pairs of tits and no penises? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, okay, so going back, I think most of our listeners are natural. are overly confused now about the boob to penis ratio. So in the what one, the B to P math? I I think I think the movie was Stork. Uh, I can't remember exactly which movie it was. I don't know. Um, but there's a guy, there's a scene where the guy's jumping out of the pool, buck naked, and he has one of the largest penises I've ever seen. Okay. Completely soft. Like he was almost down to his knees. <laughs> Is that like a for, no for the visual seen? learners out there? And they Is don't like no one? pan back yeah. to get like him jumping out of the pool. They stay as tight as where they were on his headshot and they just let him yeah. like, walk up across yeah. the camera. Um, and yeah, and they talk about the guy's penis in the documentary. Like, yeah, like he, not many people are as well endowed as Joe Schmo over here. <laughs> I was going to call him Joe Blow, but talking about penises, that would be, that'd be really weird. Fuck, that's a good name. Like, that's two on the nose. <laughs> on, on something. Two on the nose or one big one at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I was, I was thoroughly impressed, a little jealous. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about the doc as a whole. I was like, well, no, yeah, no, it was pretty no. good. I but. mean, I was impressed with it, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tyler's just talking about his Australian boyfriend. Yeah. I, he's probably. Guy, I think that guy's American. Because they were talking about, um, this was when they were introducing, uh, like, American sexuality and um, getting these films back to America. And it just, they wouldn't fly. Because they just, there's too much sex and... People didn't understand it. I mean, yeah, a lot of people. That, that'd be a scary scene. Yeah, which I can understand. I mean, I think yeah, but America, at, that time, at that time too, like America was very, very conservative. Just after the seventies, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I had thought about this too that, um, like the revolution that we see in the states, sexually and socially, North America. Maybe I should say I don't know much about. Canada, sadly, regarding this. Man, um, it's too cold to be a hippie and fucking live in a tent all year round. Yeah, so. I think so. Can't show off a massive doll like that in the cold. No, yeah. it just doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they know about shrinkage? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Free but, love doesn't work when it's minus 20. So, like, tr- information travels a lot slower in not, like, not in our age. In the 70s, things happened fast. There was international TV, definitely, but... Uh, like grassroots word of mouth revolutions, like the sexual and drug revolution in the States in like the mid sixties, especially Mm -hmm. like peaking in the late sixties, 69, especially. And then 70 to like mid seventies, that information was hitting the rest of the world, like a stone in a pond. The stone was thrown on the States and it rippled out to the rest of it. 
the world. Yeah. And by the time it hit Australia, that's maybe a progenitor of some of this exploitation, comedy, and violence that we see in Ozploitation. Like yeah. these, these movies, especially the B movies coming out of Australia. When uh, did ACDC form? Because they're Australian, right? They are. Yeah. I don't know. Like the, um, would you like me to fact check that for you? 70s? It, yeah, 70s for sure. I don't, I, was, I don't know if it'd be any sooner. Yeah, I wonder if it's like, because it is around, like they're very much that. 73? Uh, so, although they are Australian, um, Malcolm and Angus are Scottish born. Oh, okay. That's why he wears his little kilt. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's so. the one guy that walks the kilt, right? He doesn't say a damn word either. <laughs> He's a perpetual child. Malcolm yeah. Young and Angus Young. Um, yeah. So. So cool. I guess like shit like this is precisely um, what I was thinking about, like the, the awareness of yourself within filmmaking and the film industry. You see it on a larger scale, a little more subtly. Um, in general, that uh, it's like especially like we'll just call it like a media feedback culture that it's you see it a lot with Facebook and shit. Now, someone posts something unique as a riff of something else that someone did, and then everyone does it and it permeates a culture. It's a meme, uh, really, like it's a physical or a social cultural meme. Hey, um, I have a fun fact for you, Christian, that you're going to probably want to put a gun in your mouth and blow your fucking brains out. I heard. Not, not here. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah, want to not have, on the new uh, curtains, bro. I don't want to have to repeat. Not on the new curtains. Aww. It could make a nice new pattern on that white, though. That could be interesting. I have heard that there are spaces in uh, L.A. and probably New York City where it's like an office building. And there's a background of like just some interesting or like graffiti or whatever. And the space is used for like TikTokers and like Instagram people to just come in and like take pictures. So you have like what? a cool fun funky background. What? Yeah. It's I don't it's understand. For, oh. Like it's for people to go and take pictures of for their yeah. Instagram? Like so it's like yeah. what you were saying of like oh the original person found a unique like went in some seedy alley to find some cool graffiti in some weird gnarly neighborhood and like that's their backdrop for their video where you're like oh that looks cool but now that's taken into like a safe first space of like an office building and you just pay 20 bucks right. and then like oh now we can go <laughs> next door and be next to the ocean or like it's just stupid shit Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is a brief summary, I think, and it includes that kind of bullshit. Um, this was mentioned briefly in the doc, too. I I don't remember who said it. Uh, it was one of the directors. Uh, they were talking about making movies uh, as Australians for people who had an idea of what Australians were. Um, so in a brief sort of quote, and then I twist it, we did what we thought they thought we were making us do that for real in the end. Cause we saw that and we thought that that's what we thought we were. So oh man, they just fucked themselves. That's awesome. So you make a movie for Australians, make a movie for Americans based on what they think Americans see Australians as. Australians see this movie and then they embody it. They they riff on it just like this kind of shit and then it turns out that's technically then in the next yeah. step what Australians really are. And it just it it snowballs from there like it's um you exploit yourself. You don't even realize it but you actually exploit yourself. In real yeah, life. But just think about the positive. After Crocodile Dundee, every Aussie was just rolling around with a goddamn mini fucking sword on his hip. Yeah. Well, no, but think about so this in a fun. larger sense. Like you make wild Western films. That was simply oh. an avenue of storytelling for America, but then yeah. everyone wants a fucking gun. I don't Dude, know. I'll that tell that's you right now, when I was a kid, if I could have had like a six shooter 
I would have rocked around with a six shooter. Right. Like fuck this, yeah. Like, like you, you always look for yourself in what you consume. Like cool in food, Wayne. you're like, oh, I could probably make this, or like I remember this. Like you connect with things in some way that's like human. Every experience you have, for the most part, you make a connection with. And when you watch a movie, especially when you know that it's kind of about your people or yourself, you strive to connect deeper or you embody this, that you want it to be like that. Because you're like, oh, this is what we're supposed to be like. It's a mirror, but it's cool just because it's on the big screen. It's, you know what it is? It's the fucking, it's the act of killing that fucked up documentary where they yeah. film yeah we all know they what recreate. the fuck we're talking about yeah, yeah. it's that shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you you see a part of yourself on screen maybe as a fantasy or as a reality and you accidentally become it but it's not ever real it's not yeah. what you think it is going to be it's just it's a weird feedback but and unless you're aware of it i think it uh, catches you off guard so we're going to be back next week with uh with Episode one of Ozploitation. Yeah, fuck this shit. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, With we- Mitch and Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I quit. It's not because I was fired. Um, yeah. Do you want to tell us what we're watching next week? The Battle for Chile. No, we can't. What? That's not. That's good. too cold. <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna start looking up these exploitation films. Like I'm gonna go watch BMX Bandits, bro. I'm gonna go through the whole list of the ones that list here on IMDb. Pretty awesome from from the documentary. Oh Jesus Christ! It's a yellow one. Well, let's see how. Okay, I'm getting real tired of this random shit. Why do you always pick the yellow ones? I don't know. That's just that's just his personality. Okay. You're yellow. It's what called, does that exactly mean? Is that well, is that like a low key like you're Asian or like you're jaundice? Yeah, it's jaundice. Oh. <laughs> you're sick, bro. Okay. No, so right. I drew Shadow Company, mercenaries in the modern world. Oh, cool, Monsanto's because everyone knows that an international banana company needs hitmen. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. There was like, because Blackwater like changes their name all the time for awesome legal reasons. And there was like some thing that I saw that like Monsanto hired them for some uppity rebels some in some awesome banana republic somewhere. Yeah. So this one is about a groundbreaking breaking investigation into the secretive world of private security forces in Iraq. Oh. I got uh, I got really excited for a second. One of the directors is named Jason Bork. I thought it said Jason Bourne. <laughs> oh shit! The real one. He's there to direct. Oh man, we had our one fucking fun ass dog, and now we're back to the shit. I think this. No, this would be cool. These mercenaries make like stupid money, and they're besides soldiers that make pennies on the dollar. So, so that'll be a fun interaction. Oh yeah, I'm super excited. Interesting. And they don't have like any backing of a country, so they can just. Do whatever they want, kind but of. Interesting uh, twist to this one. Oh. Um, Gerard Butler's in it. Oh, my God. He, Why? He is... Um, Wasn't like, he like the machine gun preacher guy? Uh, maybe. I think he was. Um, he They must have like a re, like reenactment of something. And he plays the voice of James Ashcroft. Everyone mm-hmm. else is listed as, as self, as self. He's the only one that's listed as like a, a character. Man, Ooh. they have like fucked up reenactments hey. of them. Oh, Phil, what? Phil Lancaster is in it. He okay. is um, a major of the Canadian military, retired. Really? So there's a Canadian connection. Sad. All right. Yeah, they were there. Man, they helped. Man. Operation Let's Get Out in 20 Years. So <laughs> the directors are at least one of them. Um. Oh, so Nick Bekanic Bekanic is from Croatia. Croatia, and the other guy is uh, from Canadian or from Canadian. From Canadian. From Canada. I like Canadian. From Canadian. Yeah. So, uh, so Canada, 
So that'll be. I don't even know where that is. Where do you think that is in the world, Christian? Um, Canada is just above. I think it's on the bottom. America. America. I like. I like. I like that he chose the bottom. Just the general bottom. It's on the bottom of it. Awesome. So we will be back with some Shadow Company next week, and uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, a lot more jokes, I think. A lot more jokes. I hope so. <laughs> so many jokes. I think that's all we do is jokes. No matter, no matter how serious it is, there's always jokes. I don't know why. No, keep it up. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen. I will uh, talk to you guys next week. Bye. Peace. See ya. Thank you.